Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Shining God's Light. Uh, I welcome you to the presence of the Most High God and um, I pray that he blesses you today. Um, I hope you had gracious, a gracious week. I hope that God showed up for you the way you wanted him to and I hope that he showed you that he is indeed God. Um, so yes, I'm just going to go into today's topic and it's it's still under the series. You know, we're doing a three-week um, series, a three-topic series. And last week we did Old Testament versus uh, the church versus false prophets. But this week we're doing Acts of Apostles, Acts of the Apostles versus No More Miracles. Acts of the Apostles versus no more miracles and it's all under the series titled same god same god okay yes so um please pay attention as we move into the discussion topic and i know that god is going to bless you through this topic okay oh yes also guys if you have not listened to um, last week's topic or any of my other messages, please do. But especially last week because you might not be able to follow this week's topic if you've not listened to last week's own. Um, so please make sure you do because it's a series, so it's sort of a continuum. So we'll be going on from Acts of Apostles. Acts of Apostles because... As the name says, Acts of Apostles, a lot of the things, the miracles and the signs and wonders performed by God through the apostles were recorded in this um, particular um, book of the Bible. And there's also the fact that, you know, this is like the period that directly ushered us into the um, dispensation of grace that we currently are in. And I say that because... This is just immediately after Christ died and was risen. So you'd see in Acts chapter 1 where um, Christ was was going to be taken back up. He was going to ascend into heaven and he basically was given the disciples, his disciples on earth instructions and he gave them the promise of the Holy Spirit by the Father and you know he just gave them things to to look forward to that there was going to be a comforter for them and even though he was gone the spirit of the most high god was going to dwell on earth with them and so he was taken up into heaven or he had he ascended into heaven and then we saw where um the apostles decided to um to get a 12th disciple um they had to choose between two people and so they prayed and they casted lots and it fell on matthias so basically that's what happened oh yes there's also the fact that they they went into the upper room and they stayed there because they were waiting that promise of the father that jesus christ had given them the holy spirit and so i'll be starting mainly from chapter 2 because this is where the acts of apostles really began and 
chapter 2 verse 1 says and when the day of pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared upon them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the holy ghost and began to speak with other tongues and as the spirit gave them utterance and there were dwelling at jerusalem jews devout men out of every nation under heaven now when this was noised abroad the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language and they were all amazed and marveled saying one to another behold are not all, are not all these which speak galileans and how here we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born this to me is the first act of the apostles if you're wondering right now that how is that a miracle it is very simple galileans a lot of them even illiterates you know or some of them even illiterates and they didn't speak any other language but then to be able to speak the tongue of parthians medes elamites and the dwellers of mesopotamia and in judea and cappadocia uh -uh, is it was by the spirit of god it wasn't something that they went and sat down and took classes on languages no the holy spirit descended upon them and they began to speak in new tongues the next miracle for me was when um they were mocked because some people thought that they they had um gone to drink early in the morning and we're now drunk but peter in verse 14 standing up with the 11 lifted up his voice and said ye men of judah and all ye that dwell in at jerusalem be this known unto you and hearken to my words first of all that in itself it's it's a miracle because Peter never stood up to anybody. If you read from Matthew all the way to even um, John, right? If you read from Matthew all the way to John, you would see that Peter was a very shy person. You would even maybe consider him a person that lacked confidence in himself. And then he stood up before a multitude of people Okay, because you remember in verse 6, it says, Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together. So a multitude of people had gathered together. And Peter, a person who could not stand up for himself, after the Holy Spirit descended upon him, he stood up. And he was able to tell them, Addressing them with confidence that ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet 
tall. He was even able to rip. Some people that even have like their notes together when they are trying to speak, they cannot articulate things that way. You know, he articulated it so well that even the Bible, you know, the Bible is articulated in the Bible the way he said it. This is a miracle. He didn't take any classes in self-confidence. He didn't take any classes in um, character development. He didn't take any classes in public speaking. But the Holy Spirit descended upon him. <laughs> it's amazing. His confidence skyrocketed. I'm sure he wasn't even particularly aware. He was just burning up with you know, fire from the inside out. And it was like, you know, I have to say this. And he just stood up and he spoke. And I'm sure he had already finished speaking before he realized that. Wait, what did I just do? Did I just stand in front of a multitude of people and speak and defend the gospel of Christ? It's amazing. And from that moment forth, we can all testify that the acts of the apostles just, you know, increased from healing the sick to raising the dead to know to prophesying to do to, to to casting out demons, even to the point that demons recognized them and said, um, Jesus, I know Paul, I know who are you? You know, it, it deemed, they were trying to cast out there. There was this group, um, two sons of a particular man in the Bible and they felt oh if the apostles can cast out demons we should be able to do that too we'll just go and, and say in the name of Jesus who you know Paul and Peter serve and they went there and they were like in the name of Jesus who Paul and Peter serve you know cast your and they were like the demons were like who, who, who do you think you are I know these people they carry the anointing of the most high God okay they're followers of Christ and you know he told them Jesus I know Paul I know who are you okay and at the end of the day they were beaten out of the house so if it was just by words of mouth I'm sure those guys would have been able to cast out the demons if they had even slightly believed in their hearts I'm sure they would have been able to cast out demons but they did not you were not filled with the Holy Spirit. They did not have any sort of faith. You know, they didn't even understand anything about, about Jesus, about the redemptionary works of, of Christ on the cross. You didn't understand his teachings or the anointing that it took to be able to cast out a demon. And they just went ahead. But if they were, if, if it were um, as easy as just saying the words, I'm sure they would have been able to do. I'm sure any random person would be able to cast out demons and heal the sick. But it was not. And it still is not. So now I'm going to go straight into no more miracles. So now concerning um, no more miracles. If we're going to look at... um. God as the God of miracles, then we can't even we can't even stereotype it to just the New Testament or just the period of grace. We have to look at the Old Testament because God has always been the God of wonders. I'm going to look at Psalm 77 verse 14, and that just says here that you know he's praising God, and it's a it's a psalm of Asaph, and it's to the chief musician to Jeduthun. So I believe Jeduthun was the chief musician at that time. And, you know, basically what it is saying here is, let me just read it out. It says, Thou 
art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. Selah. That shows you that God has always been a God of wonders, a God of miracles. If you just believe, I'm going to read Job chapter 5 verse 9 here. And it says, Which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number, who great giveth, giveth rain upon the earth and sendeth waters upon the fields. You know, these are wonderful things, miracles that God does that no other person can do, that no other person can understand. You know, unsearchable things that we cannot comprehend. Now, if you say that you are a child of God, you're, you're um, a believer, you, you're a son of God, there are things that are expected of you. Signs of and wonders have to follow the swords of God. You know, I'm just going to read verse um, Acts chapter 10 verse 38. And that says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. If you're a child of God, it is expected that God is with you. If you're a child of God and you have a Holy Spirit, there are certain things that are expected that you should be able to do. So what I'm saying now is if you see that there are no more miracles, maybe do something about it. Maybe have more faith. Because I tell you, the scriptures say, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you shall move mountains. God doesn't need a lot of faith to work, work with. He doesn't need faith as high as Mount Everest. He just needs faith as small as a mustard seed. He just needs you to recognize that God can do this for me. And so I put my trust in God. And so, you know, keep your gaze on God. And there's also another scripture that when you're having faith in God for something, don't, that's not the time to start looking elsewhere or to start looking at who can help you, who can do this, who can maybe, oh, you heard something. Oh, there are times that God might do his work through people. But a lot of the times he just wants you to exercise your faith more, especially when, when it comes to miracles, when it comes to healings, when it comes to, you know, creative miracles, when it comes to those sorts of things. Sometimes God just wants you to come to a place where you believe in him and the faith doesn't, do, just doesn't fall on you. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if God didn't want miracles to exist, he wouldn't have said in Psalm 46 verse 10 that be still and know that I am God. Look at that. Be still and know that I am God. Let me open it so that I can read up the um, complete verse. Psalm 46 verse 10. So it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. 
her. God has said it. He will be exalted amongst the heathen. He will be exalted amongst the earth. How will he be exalted amongst the heathen? When signs and wonders follow his children and the heathen can see that there is a God with this people that we don't understand. Those are miracles. They do miracles and you know, they are wondrous. That's why they call them signs and wonders. They are wondrous to people beholding. Yorubas will say, Yalenu literally translates that things that open your mouth like your mouth is open because you're shocked you know when you're surprised you open your mouth like what ha like really you know he has done wondrous things the same god that was the god with the, the apostles in the acts of apostles is the same god that is now and it might not be you know for you you might feel like oh oh god doesn't do great mighty miracles like he used to before i want you to know that he can still do those miracles he still does those miracles for those who believe for those who demand and that's why next week we're going to be talking about be the example and lay a demand that is the final topic in the same god series and i want you to please come back again and listen to that because it is going to bless you greatly listen lay a demand you want to go into that dimension start having faith for it you see a sick person and you know that by prayer you've read it in the word that by prayer you can lay hands on this person and the person will be delivered with faith in your heart go ahead and do it If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, ye shall move mountains. That's the word of God. That's the promise of God. And Jesus said it. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, ye shall move mountains. So it's not a, a, a situation of there are no more miracles. It's a situation of people are not in faith for the manifestation of the power of God. The apostles were always charged up, always looking to see who they could heal, always looking to see who, how they could, you know, bring, push the gospel to, to uh, people. And at that time, one of the greatest ways was miracles because people were not willing to listen. It is very similar to the way people are right now today. People, a lot of people, if they are not seeing something being done, and that's why a lot of people fall into the hands of false prophets, but there's a place for discernment of spirit so a lot of people want to see something tangible and if they are not seeing it they won't believe that is why god says signs and wonders will follow them who on my name believe who on my name believe that's faith if you have faith signs and wonders will follow you if you have faith that in the name of jesus this lame person is going to stand up and walk confess it confess it confess it and pray that prayer in faith there's such a thing called a prayer of faith so the acts of the apostles still exist today and you can be one of those people that does this act if you believe that god 
can do it if you believe that you have God on your inside and that as God is in heaven so are ye on earth if you have just a little faith a little faith faith just as tiny as a mustard seed he shall move mountains that's the promise of God to us and that's what you should hold on to don't look around you at what is going on this a lot of things that are happening now Christ already spoke about them in the Bible he knew that these things were going to happen that is why he has, he has laid down instructions for those who seek them who seek the instructions of God so go back to your Bible Hear what God has to say concerning these things. Don't be part of those that say that, oh, in the time of the apostles, we are still in the dispensation of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is still on earth. And so he's available to, to use for deliverance, for miracles, for healing, for tangible manifestation of the power of God. And it might come in small things, in the little things. In confidence to be able to say things that you never were able to say before. In confidence to do things that you were never able to do before. In confidence, confidence to evangelize. <laughs> in confidence to evangelize. You know, in confidence to, to say no to something that you've never felt comfortable doing, but you've always done because you felt like people expected it of you. Okay, my come in the little things, but don't despise those little things. And those are the things, in addition to hearing the word of God, that are going to build your faith to the point where you begin to see the what you might term the the big manifestations of the power of God. Okay, so um. I pray that God be with you, that his presence overshadow you, that he give you a graceful week and that he, he, he just lets you bask in love, that he, he, he teaches you to bask in love in his presence and in his graces that he has made available to us through the death of Christ on, G on the cross of Calvary. And I hope that you come again next week to listen to what God has to say to you through me um if you have not listened to any of my previous episodes please do that you might not understand this topic if you have not listened to any of the pre um the especially this the immediate last one but also try to listen to my previous um messages episodes and i know that they are going to be a blessing to you because they were also i keep saying it every time i do one of this and i listen to them i'm like oh wow that's insightful i didn't know like i didn't see this before and even while i'm preparing for them you know I, I god just shows me things in the in his word that i probably overlooked before so please do well to listen to those messages and i pray that the peace of god be with you in the name of jesus i pray that you have perfect shalom shalom all right so See you guys next week. You can leave messages for me. You can leave voice messages for me to which I will respond. And you can also leave um, mails for me in my email address. It's also in the link.
yes so that's all for this week have a wonderful sunday um and just stay blessed